What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Draft Alps for another Draft Draft Snack. snack. A quick draft to hold you over until your next full draft serving. That's right. I'm Dylan. And I'm Benjamin. Today, ooh, man, today we are drafting Star Wars movies. Yeah, theatrical releases. Let's get it. But be first, we get it. Be first, before we get it, we have to roll for the glory of choice. Dylan with a fat roll. I got a four. Dude, you roll low every week. I don't I honestly cannot tell you what's happening. Here we go. This is so frustrating. Oh. That's fucking 20. <laughs> God damn, dude. Pew, pew. I'm actually Glory of Choice. Like, this is like if Han shot first, but like got killed. <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, if you were going to pick, who are you going to pick? Like, if you were going to, if you had the glory of choice, would you have been first or would you have been second? I would have been first. Yeah. Yeah. You're that passionate. Yeah. I mean, we we both know what has to go first. I think the whole Star Wars community probably knows what has to go first, except for like the fringe kind of dweebs out there what if i go first well i mean you what if if i just go first i mean i I feel like you've gone first every single draft you can go first just about i'm gonna go first i'm gonna upset the community oh my god (laughs) (laughs) why not just go first and upset them from the bat there is a clear number one mcdonald's pick greatest star wars movie of all time and you know what it is what is it episode one Wait, wait, the fucking Phantom Menace? Yeah, baby. No! Let's no, go. No. I'm pulling a Dylan pick. No, no, no. Phantom Menace. You're full of shit, dude. You don't have every other Star Wars without the Phantom Menace. Why? Because everything starts there. Okay, so Dave Filoni, there's this interview with him, and he explains it better than I ever could. But like when you listen to him explain how important this movie is, you realize, like, oh, shit. Like there is so much writing on everything, like on it, like Anakin being found by Qui Gon, him not being trained by like the like the Jedi proper. He's going to be trained by Qui Gon. Qui Gon is this father figure that he doesn't have. Like the that music composition by John Williams, the Duel of Fates. Like it is literally the the fate of Anakin Skywalker. Like is he going to be the Jedi Anakin Skywalker or is he going to fall to the dark side? And because he loses Qui Gon, who was his like father, right? His brother, who is Obi Wan. Obi Wan is more of a brother figure than a father figure. His brother begrudgingly has to take him on, and he didn't even want the kid, right? So the relationship is already like the dynamic is not right for Anakin to succeed. Is he the chosen one? Arguably, yes. But like the whole Qui Gon fight. Darth Maul, all of that, man, it's just such a great movie. Like, I, I realize that the prequels aren't seen as being super popular, and the line with midichlorians is, like, off-putting to the Star Wars community. But also, sometimes communities are kind of dumb. And it's toxic. Like, yeah, and it's like, let them add to the lore of the universe. Like, we know Qui-Gon was built different. We know he was a little, like, Especially, like, they always say the colors of the lightsabers, like, correspond with 
different orders within the Jedi Order or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Loose fan. I'm not going to say I'm like diehard, but... And the green is like supposed to symbolize like pursuit of like knowledge. And so Qui-Gon would have different knowledge sets as opposed to like the blue wielders who are supposed to be more like warrior types. Right. So I don't know. I, the green thing, the only reason I brought that up is because Qui-Gon is just built different. Like he was the one who could have led Anakin the right way. But like the consequences of the end of that film led to all the other movies. Like you don't have him turn into the dark side. Like, all of that's way different. I just think that's an important movie. I mean, listen, Obi-Wan is one of my favorite characters. He he and Ahsoka Tano are probably my two favorite characters in Star Wars canon. But Obi-Wan did a shit job, like, raising Anakin. Awful. Awful. Because, just like you said, he was hesitant. He didn't want the job. He didn't think Anakin should be taken on as an apprentice. Um, He was worried about it. And... He was too soft on Anakin, right? Qui-Gon wouldn't have put up with any of Anakin's shit. Yeah. Probably. Because he's a father figure. So, yeah. that I see your point. I do. And you know what? Phantom Menace, I think that is a movie with a lot of great parts. And the sequel trilogy looks great on paper. It's just like the execution. <coughs> you know? And I feel like it's that's just... It's the product of when it came out. You, you think know, it's so? Coming out in the early 2000s, they're trying to do different stuff with like CGI. Because the first run of Phantom Menace, Yoda looked awful. Like they tried to do him as a puppet, but he was brown. He didn't look anything Ugh. like he used to, like how he did in the old movies. Mm-hmm. And in the new ones, the remastered ones, he they CGI'd him, which is better. Yeah. But still, I mean, yeah, does it have its flaws? Of course. The old movies aren't perfect either. Like I'm not going to sit here... And have someone say, like, oh, you know what? Empire Strikes Back, definitively the best. Like, the lightsaber fights, the Luke, I'm your father. Like, whatever. Yeah, that's all dope. But the lightsaber fights suck. The prequel trilogy, those lightsaber fights are all badass. They're choreographed. How did George Lucas not choreograph that shit in the 70s? Because the technology wouldn't be able to keep up with the swords moving that fast. Is that really why? I mean, that's what I presume. I just thought it was not. It's lazy if not. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I, I will say, I mean, we're not onto a, a separate movie yet. But I will say, as the original trilogy progresses, like, yeah, chore- choreography in that first movie in New Hope sucks ass. But by Empire, I actually think that fight scene's pretty dope. Now, we will touch on Empire. Someone's going to draft it. But I don't want to spoil things yet. So we'll get to that. It's your pick. You can go. He's like, and with the next pick, I'm going to pick Empire. You know what? I have two picks. So I'm actually going to pick my favorite for the next pick since the first round pick is done. Like, why not just shake things up? I'm actually going to go with A New Hope for this one. Okay. And here's here's my reasoning. Listen, you referenced John Williams. Dude, if we're going to talk about John Williams, we have to go back to A New Hope. To the dual sunrise. Yeah. Holy shit. This is... I love Star Wars, and I mainly love it because of that first movie. Like, you've got just this kind of, like, bratty farmer kid on a desert planet in the Outer Rim. And you know, like, you you can identify with him because he wants to get out. 
in that scene, like I'm actually getting emotional right now, in the scene where he looks at the dual sunset and John Williams' score hits, I mean, that's a con- like they constantly come back to that throughout yeah. the entire run, all three trilogies. They revisit that idea. In fact, they come back to it at the end of Last Jedi when Luke dies. We can talk about that later if someone drafts that, but like it's a perfect, like the way that arc works, it's beautiful. And it, it actually, that's the only point, like those are probably the two points in the Star Wars movies where I cry. Uh, it's beautiful. And not only that, but you meet like the rapscallion Han Solo, right? Um, you meet old Ben Kenobi, um, the, the, the brazen princess. Yep. Right. Um, and I, I don't know, just the way they introduce this perfect, uh, like cadre of characters. My God, it's, it's a perfect adventure of movie. It really is. People will say, Oh, empire, the cinematography. It's great. Don't, don't get me wrong. Empire is amazing, but new hope, like it ushers in kind of the themes that we're going to see the hero's journey, right. Or the failure of the hero's journey in some cases. Yeah. Right. I mean, is star Wars really like a, a hero's journey or like the failure of it? I don't know. It's, it's an interesting question to ask. I think. I think that's a solid pick. Yeah. So, A New Hope. Great pick. Well, it's right back to you. You get two in a row. Damn. Round two. Joining The New Hope. Well, so, okay. You you started out with Phantom Menace, right? Okay. Yeah, and if I'm being honest, that is, like, my favorite one, too. So, we both picked our favorites. So now I'm honestly going to pick favorites over community favorites. I will go with probably, oh, fuck. I have to think, like, you've got two picks after this. There's so, and there are so few movies that we're going to, we're going to step on each other's feet. I know. And I don't want anyone stepping on my feet. Listen, (laughs) I don't want, your feet aren't that big. (laughs) They're not that big. I, yeah, yeah, man. Okay. I'm going to have to go with a personal favorite that I think you like when I do a rewatch, this is actually the movie I watch before a new hope now, no matter what. Fuck. Yeah, I know. Fuck you. Damn it. I know. I'm going with rogue one Uh. because it's perfect. It's in the, you know, what's weird about that movie is in theaters. I thought like, this is okay. But then I saw it. Once it came out on streaming, I was like, damn, this is really good. And then every time I've seen it since then, I've become more fond of that movie. Um, Rogue One is brilliant. It First of all, they capture that like dirty aesthetic of the Star Wars universe where it's like, yeah, they have a bunch of advanced technology, but it seems kind of inconsistent as to what people have access to plus they're still using some analog like computerized technology and whatnot um and and they capture that it's not clean and sleek like the old republic prequels right they capture that dirty empire era aesthetic um and then following jen urso who is a great lead very interesting character 
with her father, like, uh, being <laughs> the head of the, like, planning and commissioning the engineering of the Death Star and building in uh, that, like, you know, we can't, come on, don't lie. You're, you always wondered, like, how did they know, how did they get those plans to the Death Star that say, like, oh, it's got that one flaw. Well, this explains everything. It's the plot holes to end all plot hole. The dude planned it from the beginning. He fucked over the empire big time. Yeah. Now, how they didn't see that, I have no idea. Right? There's no oversight. He was really high up. They, he was. And they they clearly didn't have anyone nearly as good as him. Right? They were they were so desperate to get this guy back, they killed his family. They went and searched for him and then killed his family. He, like, hid on a farm, probably in the Outer Rim. Um, yeah, that movie. And then again, just like a new hope, you get a perfect like group of a cadre of unique individuals, uh, with their own, uh, characteristics. Now I would have liked a little bit more character development for them, but it's ultimately they all die in, you in, uh, in different ways. And it's devastating each time. Right. Uh, it's and I I became particularly attached to the robot. Um, what was his name? Oh, K two S O. Yeah, K two S O. He was awesome. He was really good, and um, yeah, and and so you think what I love about the movie is you think that they're actually going to succeed, and and then they don't. Well, they do, but they don't. They do. They do succeed. You're they right. Succeed, but it's they they fail. Like they fail to survive. Yeah, it's really bittersweet. Um, so Rogue One, it's my second favorite Star Wars movie. And I will stand by that and I'll pass it to you. Well, then that's an easy layup for me. Number shit. The fourth pick in this draft is the number one Star Wars movie of all time. Empire Strikes Back. Hey, take it. Someone had to have to take it. It is the best one. You're introduced to so much more. I mean, in the. There were a lot of problems with the New Hope. The New Hope, yes, it's inspiring, that dual sunset, iconic, but there's a problem. Like Darth Vader, who's we're told is this bad guy, never actually encounters the main protagonist of the film, Luke Skywalker. Like they don't encounter, like they don't interact with each other. They're running around having their own kind of like stories happen, and so the convergence of these two in this movie is big. The dynamic in that mind-blowing moment if you're not German and you're like, oh shit, this guy is this guy's father. So crazy. Now, and you're also starting to get that budding relationship between Leia and Han, which is going to lead into more stuff later on in the next mm-hmm. trilogy, you know? So, fuck, we get Yoda in this movie for the first time. Yeah. We start to see Luke use the Force in ways that we didn't know the Force could be used. I just feel like it's definitely the best like thinking about it the cinematography is great shit the planets that they go on the worlds that they explore are so unique so crazy dagobah hoth where else do they go in this movie um Mas- did they go to uh Isley? No, well no, that's no, no, in no, the no. first one that's a city hold on what's their rebel base where well their rebel base starts in hoth and then it gets raided and then they leave the second one. The Oh, you're right. Oh, it's in I, Cloud City. 
Oh, see, you get Cloud City in you that one Cloud too. City, God yeah. damn. No, you get a lot of really cool locations, but it doesn't feel rushed. No, it doesn't feel rushed. Like you get a lot of cool you got a, you get a lot of cool locations in um the ninth movie too, but it feels rushed. You get Boba Fett. Yep. You get Carbonite. Man, this movie has it all. Damn. It does. This guy could have taken this first. Would you have taken episode one if I didn't take it first? Uh no. All right. Well, I thought you would have. You got episode one, so I mean eventually I might have because of the duel of the fates. Um no, I mean and how about that scene where on Cloud City, Leia and Han, like they maybe Leia suspects something's up. She does. But they, they think they're going to dinner and then Darth Vader's there. Yep. And he stops the laser bolts. Dude, so badass. Yeah. Yeah, and at least the choreography and the fights in this one are better. I think they're great, actually. Yeah, they're way better in the first one. But they're still like, dude, the stuff they did in that first prequel, shit was insane. It was. I mean, there's it no was, doubt. It was insane. I guess I just think it's a little bit too insane. Like you from and my, my perspective. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like they they caked it on too much. It was too yeah. advanced because it made the old stuff just look too rudimentary. Because my problem with the with how they did it was then you see Darth Vader in Rogue One. Yeah. At the very end, that's the best part of that movie. And oh, he's I walking down that hall and he's force choking people. He's <laughs> first he pulls all their guns out of their hands. Then he's choking them, throwing them up against the ceiling, swiping them like he's so badass. And then just moments later, when he boards the ship in A New Hope, he's not that badass. He's not doing those things. Come on now. He doesn't need to be because his stormtroopers took care of everything after that. Man, but he doesn't use that stuff at all. And yeah. it's the, it's not like a bunch of times pass. He can do it. And they, they do show in A New Hope that he has the power of the Force to choke people. Yeah, because he chokes one of the like commanders or whatever. I think probably it was just like... Lucas didn't know at the time how far he wanted to take it. And so it's something that's evolved over time. You know, like in some of the games, um, the Star Wars Unleashed games, you see Darth Vader like taking down a Star Destroyer. Damn. You know, but like, so it's something that's waned and waxed throughout time. Yeah. Until now, maybe we have a better balance. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. All right, we have sponsor, which is more of... A training video from New the, New Republic. Yeah, from the New Republic. Yep. New Republic training video. All right, recruits. Fall in. Fall in. Quiet down. Now listen. We, as recruits of the New Republic, have a responsibility to crush and destroy the First Order. So it is your duty today to listen to Colonel Callahan give a special speech that he has spent quite a while preparing for you. So listen up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to be going over what you should do in the event of finding a lightsaber while in the field, much like the one I am holding. Now, it is going to be rare that you actually find these in the field, because the Emperor had them destroyed after the Jedi were murdered. As we like to say, the Jedi had their throats slit and their sabers split. But some of them survived as Darth Vader created his Inquisitor base. 
and they adopted them to for their own use. Now, if you find one of these, it's important that you know that this is a fucking bomb in your hand. That's right, I'm telling you this is dangerous, cadet. So you best listen. The kyber crystal on the inside has been tampered with. Now, you cannot just carry this back on your X-Wing fighter and come back to command because there's a good chance that it might just go off because those dipshits decided to crack it. So you're going to need to take care of it in the field. Now, you've been provided with a kyber crystal. Mine will be here shortly, but let's just get started. You have the lightsaber. You have the end that discharges your blade. And the end that is known as the cap. And you're going to unscrew the end cap. And remember these are scavenged, scavenged parts. Mostly. Like this piece of shit right here. Is off of a TIE fighter. These little bastards were ingenuitive. You unscrew that. You unscrew the top. Jangle. And then... You can discharge the igniter and the crystal. Now be careful because that crystal can and will blow in your hand. Now there's a special container we want to put this in. Where's my new crystal? Has anyone seen the Jawas? Yeah, there you are. You, you got that crystal. It, Alright, thank you sir. Now, this is the crystal container that you will be getting. Now, you will not get a crystal yourself because you are not a Jedi and most of you are dumbasses who came off of farms in the middle of nowhere. Instead, you will get the containment unit. You will put the broken crystal within the containment unit. Screw on the top. Cadet, you better be listening right now. This could save your life. Screw it on tightly and then make sure it gets to the proper department. Now that's it. It's pretty simple. Afterwards, I want you to put it back together and give the hilt to your field manager. That is all, cadets. Round three. That, uh, that was very informative. Very informative. If we ever find a lightsaber, we can take the crystal out and send it to the proper places. Yeah. I didn't know that I had a potential lethal weapon in my hands. Well, I guess it's a laser sword, but... Uh, if I guess that crystal's cracked. It's even worse. Yeah. Ooh, third pick. You're going to get two after this? Aye, aye, aye. I know. You, you better be careful, buddy. I have a strategy. What's your strategy? Well, well I don't want to say it. What the fuck? <laughs> kind of advertisement's that? I have a strategy, though. Y'all have to trust me on this. He has a strategy on this. Uh, who's the chick who plays Ray? Oh, Ridley Scott, dude. Wait, she... not Ridley Scott. That's a film director. Yeah, uh, Daisy. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah, she's she's a great cast. Great casting. Yep. Her little Britishness is is a nice breath of fresh air. Yep. Adding a little bit of British diversity into the world of Star Wars. 
the galaxy of Star Wars. Oh yeah, you got uh, John Boyega. 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 Yep, he's a pretty cool guy. Oh yeah, you have like the silhouette of Luke and his face slightly turning. Not much of him. You get uh, Oscar Isaac and his charisma. Also, you get Carrie Fisher coming back and Harrison Ford, and he gets straight up killed. Spoiler alert, but it came out in 2015, so give it the time. Seven years ago, you suck. <laughs> but, uh, by the way, this is actually one of my favorite movies. I I'm glad you picked it because I would have been torn between this and another one. So this, this movie, and it's, I mean, I'm not saying that I make picks based off lists, but it's, it's up there. It's because it's a good movie. It it's, is a good movie. And I I like the the redesign of the lightsabers, right? Yeah. I'm glad they they chose to not go with the OT lightsabers or the prequel lightsabers. They did something different. They feel I don't know how to say this more like impactful, like yeah. a, like an actual laser sword that is dangerous. <laughs> right? They're not used recklessly by everybody. Yes. Yeah. They feel like. Like when John Boyega, that's one of the coolest moments in the film, by the way, when John Boyega actually wields it as Finn. I loved that. I thought that was so cool. And it feels so reckless. It does. Like, damn, dude. He clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. No, not at all. He's just wielding this fucking light sword around. I know. He should not be playing with that. No. And no, then, but you, but I, and I feel like you see the destruction of those swords a lot more. In this trilogy and in this movie than you do. And, like, they don't they cut down trees in that last fight? I think so. Yeah, like, that shit's crazy. Yeah, and, uh... Lots of, like, they the characters get cut up a lot, too. A lot more than in the other movies. Harrison Ford, dude. Han Solo, the man himself. Murked. Murked. Dude, that's... That scene, by the way, where it has the far out, like, far away shot of him walking down the bridge. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that scene. I rewatched it recently, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but when Han Solo meets his son, Kylo Ren, on that bridge, like, first of all, from the faraway scene, the light, you can see, like, Ray and Finn at the top, and the light is shining through mm -hmm. onto him, um, like, in a shaft of light. And then when you zoom in close, at first... There's both blue and red on either side of the screen. Yeah, it's dope, and it's on Kylo's face. And yep. it's like, which side is he going to pick? Yep, and you don't know. Yeah. And you think maybe he's, like, actually going to switch sides, and then he fucking narks his father. Yeah, he's such a bitch. <laughs> and the whole screen turns red. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Awesome cinematography. Beautiful. Cool. Third pick. Your go. All right. Well, uh, I've got two more picks, so I'm not really worried about what I... I get here. I'm going to have to pick The Last Jedi for uh, the sequel pick. Um, I think it's a great film. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, I like, okay, I'm going to be honest here. All right. And we'll, we'll have to shake this out somehow in the duel, but I actually like The Force Awakens better as a favorite. But if I'm going to go with something artistic, I think The Last Jedi is a better artistic choice just because of the direction of the filmmaking. Um, and specifically, with the struggle that Ray undergoes in the film <clears throat> and also the, the like direction they take Luke in. I know that was just like you talked about, like how not everyone likes the sequel trilogy in the first film because of like midichlorians and stuff. Uh, this film, the last Jedi is very de divisive. Yeah. Very divisive. Um, so much so that, that Disney changed 
the entire course of where the trilogy was going to go, most likely because of it. We we will probably find out more about that in like 20 years. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, so Ray has a bit of a struggle on her hands as to who her identity. And so the, one of the really cool things that happens throughout the film is her and Kylo Ren get this connection through the Force where they talk several times. Um, and you get to hear Kylo Ren's perspective of what happened at that Jedi temple. And um, before you get to hear Luke's story of what happened um, and why the Jedi temple failed and why Kylo Ren fell to the dark side. And I think that's interesting. I also think it's an interesting way to develop a connection between Ray and Kylo Ren when they're clearly in two different places. Pretty cool idea. Um, also sets up um, because at the beginning Kylo says like you can't be doing this the the force it takes would kill you like it sets up the future uh, the end of the film where Luke Astro projects across the galaxy yeah um, and it kills him so that's pretty cool um, Luke kind of angry resentful hermit does not like the Jedi and actually for the first time I love the little speech he gives about how the Jedi at the height of their powers allowed Sidious to rise, right, and destroy them and take over the galaxy and form the Empire. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like dumbasses. I know. It's so crazy that he just lays it out like, yeah, you're right. You're right, dude. Maybe the Jedi shouldn't exist. Um, you get to see Yoda, and Yoda's like, he feels very much so like OT, like original trilogy Yoda instead of prequel Yoda. I still feel like his face dimensions are way off in the new ones. Really? It looks way more Muppety. Yeah. Well, his eyes look too nice. I think, th yeah. He's got more anime-ish eyes. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, he I think he, he was, he, he's kind of a, he was a puppet again, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I'm just yeah. saying, like, his face dimensions weren't the same as they were. I don't know why they have so much trouble making it like it was in the original. I don't know. Like, goddamn, look at a reference picture. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then I'll say a couple more things. So, the scene in the cave on the island Ray goes to the cave because she gets, she feels pulled there when Luke is trying to guide her to the force. And Luke was scared about that. Ray goes to find out more. It's, it mirrors the, what happened in empire actually, where Luke goes to the cave. He's scared about it because he went to the cave. Yeah. Right. And he brought his lightsaber. Ray goes and she goes looking for something. And what she sees is herself. Right? That's all she sees. I thought that was very, very interesting. Um, and then Ray's parentage as well. Kylo Ren. It has one of the coolest fights in the whole series between Kylo Ren and Ray fighting um, the Snoke's elite guard. Yeah. And then Kylo tells her, like, your parents were no one. Which was such... Like, that hit me hard. I think I actually cried during that scene. I was like, God damn, Ray. Like, she put so much stock into who her parents were. And they're just fucking no one. They're no one. It's okay. It's fine. You're a force wielder. Unfortunately, Disney chose that shit. to retcon that and made it basically not meaningful. But it, at the time, it was very meaningful. Um, there's a lot of other cool moments, of course. I do like the chemistry between Rose and Finn. Um, and I'm sad that Disney decided, like didn't put that in more in the third film. I thought that was good. Um, 
Yeah, Canto Bite was cool. I like that a lot. Um, another unique location. And then the treachery of, I don't know the guy's name. Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, the, his treachery. I didn't see that coming. Like, just a lot of cool, interesting little bits in that film. Um, there's some things not to like. Perhaps Leia doing the force grab. In space. In space. Mm. I I saw that. Like, in the movie, I was like, eh, like, that's fine. But I saw it again. I was like, oh, I don't know. That's just a little too much. Damn. But uh, it's a great film. Last Jedi with your third pick. Yeah. You, you got one more. I do. One more, and we're 35 minutes in. Round this is supposed four. to be a snack. I know. I'll try to speed it up. Giving them a full serving. So I'm going to have to go. I want something from each trilogy. So I have to pick something from the prequel trilogy. I'm going to pick Revenge of the Sith. God damn it. That's twice now you've taken ones that I wanted. And I love... Oh, God. This... Listen, Phantom Menace is amazing. It's got Duel of the Fates. Um, Revenge of the Sith sees Obi-Wan and Anakin duke it out. And you get Yoda and Palpatine duking it out. Um, That scene between... Obi-Wan and Anakin. Oh, it gives me chills, honestly. Like it it's a, it actually is a very I think it's a good movie. It's 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 got that prequel trilogy kind of cheesiness to it still, but George Lucas clearly saw the writing on the wall like stop going after the Padme Anakin love thing. It's a little bit weird. And you see Anakin turn to the dark side and and, and Obi-Wan he he confronts him. It's like you were my brother Anakin. I loved you. And then Anakin's like, I, I hate you. And they duke it out for like a half hour. <laughs> um, Yoda loses to Palpatine. It, I don't know. You see the Jedi fall. It's heartbreaking. Um, and then Obi-Wan actually hands baby Luke off to his aunt and uncle on Tatooine. You see him take up his mission from there. Very... Very excited um, to see where that goes. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, I, I love that movie. I don't know. I'm not going to talk forever about it. I just think it's a fantastic movie. Nice. I'm going to pick Return of the Jedi. Great movie. my last pick. Also great. Ewoks. They like value pick with the Ewoks. Some people hate them. I love them. I love them too. Endor is a lush planet. Love it. It's beautiful. Luke comes out with his all-black joint. He's looking fresh in the black garb. Oh, yeah. Looking like his daddy in episode three. That's right. He's got the green lightsaber. Ooh, unlike his daddy. Mm-hmm. More like Yoda. Going down a different path. And Qui-Gon, yeah, a path of knowledge. Yeah. Which you see in the later trilogy. Like, he's pursued, like he's continued to pursue that path of knowledge. That's right. Yeah, I like it. You get the end of Yoda. Yoda gets to pass on, be one with the Force. Yep. Job of the Hut, yep. Come on, strangled, iconic <laughs> Princess Leia outfit, iconic. Like that is like copied by many a cosplayer, many a many. Second Death Star, what? Darth Sidious, lightning. Darth Vader, loose quote redemption. I actually don't believe he's not a redeemed character. That's not how that works. You don't think so? No, it's not a. That's not a redemption arc. He didn't. No. Can you, wait, why? What? That is, there's no time for that in this podcast. That oh, has to do another man. time. 
But no, like you want to see a redemption arc, look at Zuko. Zuko's is a redemption arc. Darth Vader, one act does not make a redemption arc. Yeah, if your actions define you, that the only thing he did was save his son to potentially like help future generations, which it's... Mm. I don't even know that you would say for future generations. He doesn't do it for the future generations. He just does it for his son. There's, so it's actually kind of selfish. It is. It's That's why I'm saying he's not a redeemed character. Like, that's bullshit. Anyways. <laughs> like, if there was any gripe I have with the end of the film, it's that he's a force ghost as a Jedi. It's like, no, because he's not a redeemed character. Like, that one act is still a selfish act, and it's not for anyone other than himself and his kid. Yeah. Anyways. That movie's still badass, and Luke is badass. Jedi mind tricked, brain core. Everything about that movie's cool. I loved it as a kid. As when I was a kid, I, it was my favorite one. And the music at the end, da 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 da. John Williams. Oh, I just, love that. Yeah, it's so cool. John Williams be making all the hits. The only thing I don't like is in the retconned releases with like the party on all the different planets. <laughs> I'm like, would they really be partying though? I'm indifferent. I'm like, yeah, the empire's done. Let's go, but party it up. Look at all those, our resources that we're gonna waste right now. Uh, some of those core rim planets, wouldn't they like, be, like have more stability overall? I oh okay. Oh, right, you know what? Never mind. We will look more into that in a future Star we'll Wars have, series draft. Yeah, we'll have to debate that later on. Yeah, we'll have to debate it, but you know that's that's the full team. Wow, full squads. Damn. Yeah, I can't believe it's over. Can't but believe is it's it? Over. Is it? Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. Ben, do you hear that? You're gonna get sniped again, son. I don't know about that. I I always know about it. I mean, listen, I've been practicing my laser draws all week. Pew pew, yeah, but you always wear that stupid stormtrooper helmet, so I know you can't see for <laughs> shit. Listen, I'm like Han, I shot first. Greedo ain't got shit on me. And you're Greedo. Oh, that's cold-blooded. I'm not Greedo. <laughs> Greedo had them beady little eyes. That ain't my style. You don't have beady little eyes? <laughs> certainly do not. You've got to go first. Oh, I'm going first. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Where's right. my whip? There we go. <laughs> All right. Listen. A New Hope beats Phantom Menace hands down. <laughs> listen, I've got dual sunsets. I've got the, introduce the introduction of the original cadre. Phantom Menace? Yeah, okay. You got, like, pod racing and Duel of the Fates. But it's also kind of like a long, drawn-out movie. And you have Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks does suck. I'll give you that. But everything else is just not true. The fourth movie is clunky. It's slow. It doesn't move quickly. You don't really know where it's going. The main bad guy isn't even a main bad guy. He doesn't even interact with the main good guy. It's a bad movie. Does it set everything up? Yeah, it does. Does it look cheap in the process? Yeah, it does. Does the lightsaber fights whack? Yeah, it is. Phantom Manus crushes it. Lightsaber fights point pod racing clutch the naboo fighters so clean droid armies jedi dude get out of here first round goes to me well don't forget i've got the run on the death star at the end lest 
lest you forget about that. It's not even that impressive. I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty stark. So blinking square, blinking square, blinking square. Hit the button. <laughs> Looks like a '70s pong game. The force is with you, Luke. Um, well, I've got Rogue One, which is not as good as Empire Strikes Back. So move on. <laughs> Uh, I do think it sets up... It, it acts as a natural prequel to the original trilogy, though, which is pretty cool. It's cool, but you didn't need it. Empire beats its ass. Go on to the next All one. All right. Last Jedi. I think it's superior to The Force Awakens in terms of an artistic vision. It has better lightsaber duels. It has um, a more variety of planets to go to. Uh, uh, more inner conflict and connection between Rey and Kylo Ren. Force Awakens is better. You even said it earlier. You have to put the qualifier from an artistic point of view. Yeah. If, if you get rid of the artistic point of view, Force Awakens is better. And Revenge of the Sith? Come on, dude. We get to see Obi-Wan fight Anakin. See, the problem is when you started the, the duel... I try not to go like round by round when I'm comparing because mm -hmm. in this case, I really do think I kicked your ass in every round just because of what is matched up. Round. First round, arguable. I'll give you that first round. But the second round, Empire versus Rogue One, Empire wins. Force Awakens versus Last Jedi. From an artistic point of view, you might have something, but from a general point of view, Force Awakens kills it. Then from the last one, Episode 3 and Episode 6, shit, dude. That, that might be a wash, but that sandwich, <laughs> I mean, because those are both good movies. I like them both equally. They both have really great things. They both have kind of little pitfalls. No. <laughs> I think what I'm saying is we have some pretty good lists. I think I add you out, though. I think we do have good lists. Um, I will have to say you got Empire over Rogue One, and, and that, ma that makes it a little mo more difficult. You could have taken it. I could have, but... The thing is, I wanted Rogue One because it feeds so well into A New Hope. You didn't even talk about the best scene of Rogue One. The death, the the Darth Vader scene at the end. I know, it's so good. I can't believe I... But you did. I did. Yeah. I had to recover that for you. Well, we picked clearly the best Star Wars films. Yeah, those other trash baskets can just stay there. Like That's if, right, in if, the basket. If you thought Attack of the Clones deserved to be on this list with all those like gross romance scenes you are wrong oh yeah get that bullshit out of here like we're not like star wars hardcore fans but we know better yeah also get that rise of skywalker bullshit out of here oh that we don't even want to talk about that or the clone wars animated film with stinky jabba the hutt's son i think i don't know i didn't see it what we do want to talk about is big thank yous. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to listen to us. This one went a little long for a snack. This is definitely outside of the regular, but we obviously have a lot to say about Star Wars. That's right. Remember to follow and subscribe to us on social media and wherever you stream your podcasts. Uh, we do appreciate you listening and share, 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 please share with people whom you converse with. Also, send us emails if you have any suggestions for topics um, or if you have any funny stories about doing drafts of your own or sharing things about the draft and getting feedback. I don't know. Just send us stuff on draftmoregmail.com. That's it. We'll see you at the big draft later this week and back here for more draft snacks next week. Peace.